And welcome back to the For Film Site Podcast, everybody. My name is Brian Ritchie, and I'm here with... Chris Lucky. And it feels like it's been a while. It's, it's the morning time! It is fucking 10 in the morning. Yeah! After I was out till 1 in the morning, mm-hmm. and I wake till 3 in the morning. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I am... What, what, I am. what, had, you, uh, what had you out all, all night last night? Uh... Well, you motherfuckers threw a surprise party. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> surprise. <laughs> it was my birthday the yeah. uh, last Tuesday, and uh, you're, mm-hmm. I have trust issues now because mm-hmm. uh, none of like good liars. My no, nobody are, said anything my about friends it. Friends are good liars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we've had a Facebook group chat for about a month now, two months now or so. So yeah, it's, it's been going on all around you. <laughs> and like my friend Louise, like I, I was talking to her, no idea. Louise. I went to I went Louise. to LC Pills. LC Pills. Shout out to LC Pills. I went, to, I went to visit her. I looked her in the eye. Mm-hmm. You looked me in the eye and you said, what are you doing for your birthday, Brian? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I have trust issues now. Yes. But the party was nice. Yeah. Uh, we went, we drank, we ate. Uh, thank you, Sarah, for the delicious food. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, is Sarah like, is she in culinary of any kind? Like, she should be. She made a cake for uh, for Lauren's birthday. Oh, really? That everybody, it was the strawberry cake with the she champagne. She made that? She made that. That show, I thought, she, I thought that was bought. That was That's fucking delicious. Yes, like, she's on it. Yeah. So I'm like, well, all right. Sarah should get on that. Yes. Um, but thank you, Sarah, for the delicious food. Hey, hey. Uh, thank you, Daniel, for the Hello Kitty cake and the Dora the Explorer candles. Was that, was that a, like ice cream cake? Yeah, it was ice I cream wanted, cake. It looked so good. It had like the <laughs> confetti all over it. But I had just finished drinking like um, a couple of beers and whiskey shots. And I'm like, I can't do it like no. I want to. <laughs> I, I, I took a big slice out of that cake. Mm. But I had I had the same problem. Yeah. And I just went like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> I, I can't eat this thing. Yeah. I'm going to die. Yeah. Uh, but thank you, Daniel, for the strawberry. I mean, for the Hello Kitty cake. Yes. And uh, Teresa for organizing the whole fucking thing. Oh yeah, yeah. And like, thanks to everyone that came out. I met a couple of people there. It was cool, and our oh, friends came out. Yeah, we met that lady that uh, was planning to burn her boyfriend's house down. Uh, that that <laughs> fucking happened. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Her. How did I forget funny. that? <laughs> <laughs> she <was fun. laughs> She just came like creeping around, like what, what, eleven, twelve o'clock at night, just walking yeah. around, just random person, just like she was looking for her ex boyfriend apparently, and um, he was supposed to be there at a certain time and he wasn't there, so she was plotting on either burning his apartment down or like slashing the tires. Yeah, like it, was, it was either fuck up his car or burn yeah. the apartment down. Yeah, and uh, but th- that was a weird conversation because mm-hmm. he like. She started by creeping around the backyard, and yeah. everyone was in the porch. And yeah. so she got sort of caught in the deer and headlights look mm. by Devin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Devin, for showing up, too. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, Devin. Uh, so she got caught in the headlights by Devin, and she was mm. like, I'm not going to rob anybody. I'm just... <laughs> yeah. And then she just sat next to us in the perch, just yeah. stood us and told us her story about her boyfriend was supposed to go to her wedding, like her sister's oh, the wedding. wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some shit like that, and how her sister was there, and they texted. Yep. And then, so, so either someone committed arson or vandalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, well, it wasn't arson. So, we're yeah, we didn't good. get to see it. So, yeah. 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 But a uh, crazy fucking lady yeah. uh, just admitted to felony <laughs> in, in our porch. It, I mean, it was a fun time. It was, it was entertaining, if nothing, <laughs> yeah. if nothing else. Because, I mean, in all odds, she just went home, got drunk, and fell asleep. But for those two hours of her telling us her bullshit story that she was going to possibly burn down the boyfriend or whatever, you know, that, that was fun for me. Yeah, that was, that was a good time. That was, <laughs> that a good was time. fun. Uh, you would have gotten to bang her sister, apparently. Yes, yes. Uh, they, uh, she, she apparently had a... Um, all right, so there, she has a boyfriend who says that he was with the, his sister the whole time. 
that's what he says he was she right. was like well you should have been here by that you should have been back in time i was like all right well i can help you out <laughs> what does his sister look like because i can go out go ahead and have sex with his sister in a way to you know retribution to help yeah, you out right you know sort of like but, some um, revenge fuck type yeah, situation yeah that never came to fruition though so, no nah, I mean, never came to fruition I'm, I'm guessing like she might have went ahead and burned that car down then i don't yeah you know, yeah I think yeah. she would have rather yeah. have some property damage than watch a man fuck the dude's sister. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, all right. Shame for you. Would have worked out for me. Uh, yeah, would have been <laughs> would have been a win win. But yeah, no, the party was super fun. Yeah. I got I got a little lit. Mm-hmm. I drank and then I ate a lot yeah. and then I walked home. Did Did the hamburgers ever happen? Uh, no, there were no hamburgers. There were lots of hamburger buns. Oh uh, yeah, I saw you a lot of hamburger that? buns, <laughs> yeah. and I was worried. I was like, why the fuck are there no hamburgers? Yeah. Um, but no, no, it's just uh, they lied to us. Yeah, yeah, it was the one thing I miffed about no burgers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, it was a good time. It was it a was. great time. It was. And uh, I walked home, and then I, I, I have a date today. Oh yeah. Uh, like in a couple hours after we're done recording. Nice. And I walked home, and I'm an idiot because mm. I normally is like, oh, okay, I just go to sleep, and then I wake up at six in the morning, and mm. I watch adaptation, mm. and then that's it. Okay. But uh, what I actually did was I went to the bathroom and I like trimmed my beard and like make shit and then I just stood in the bathtub and I just talked to her on the phone through Facebook Messenger yeah. till like three thirty in the morning. There was no water yeah. in the bathtub. I was just sitting in a bathtub. Yeah, empty bathtub. Empty bathtub. Yep. Just nothing happening. Yeah. Just sitting there. And I was I I set up messaging her till like three in the morning and then I was like ah oh, fuck it's three in the morning. Yep. I'm going to take a nap so I can wake up and watch Adaptation. Mm-hmm. And then I watch it. By the way, we're talking about Adaptation. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> take a nap, woke up, and then it was, it was like three. I got three hours of sleep. Yeah. I was like, all right, I guess I'll watch Adaptation. Mm-hmm. Watched it and then fell asleep again mm-hmm. and then woke up again. So I've heard five alarms this morning. Oh, sheesh. I am exhausted, but mm-hmm. it's going to be a good time. Um, oh, yeah. I was I was at the party last night. I did what um, I like to call a uh, Irish goodbye, French goodbye. I call Dutch it the French exit, goodbye, you know? but people call it the Irish goodbye. French, Irish, Dutch. I've heard like three different <laughs> ways of it. But yeah, it's like I'll, I'll go to a party, but then it's like I don't want the whole. Uh, oh, why are you leaving? No, uh, we're about to go, we're about to do this, or this is going to happen in a little bit. It's no, like I don't, right. I don't want any of that. So it's like I'll, I'll make sure that I engage everybody in the party, that everybody's seen me, that we've all had some kind of interaction, yeah. and then at some point in the party, I'll kind of just tiptoe my way out and just not come back out. in. Yeah. Slide so the fuck out. Yeah, so I did that around uh, 11 or 12, yep. I guess, somewhere around that time, and didn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> did not. No, I just, um, I, started, I started watching the movie and fell asleep. I was too fucking jacked. Like, I mean, it was it was good times, though, but yeah. Yeah, it was a good time, but I feel you. Yeah. Uh, I, like, I'm going to do archery today. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, you were talking about that. Yeah, yeah. My, date, my date is archery. Yeah. And I'm fascinated by this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I, I don't know how to do archery. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping I don't shoot her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just keep it pointed downfield. Just stay downrange. Down <laughs> <laughs> At all times. Uh, but I know I'm, I'm excited as shit for it. I got to mm. drive down to Monroe and mm. have a good time after this. Hell, yeah. Uh, got in a fucking car accident. Yeah. Oh, you were talking Friday. about this Yeah. Just wanted to play some fucking magic. Yeah. And then some stupid kid shoved this stupid fucking life into mine. I don't, I mean, all right, so now, so this is on air. I have to describe, because I didn't want to, I thought it might have been like sensitive, so I didn't want to talk to you about it last night. No, no, um, that's fine. Okay, what, so what happened? Uh, so th- there's, I'm going in down to Matthews. I don't yeah. know if you know, but Matthews has a, like the Matthews farmer's market type yeah, bullshit. Yep. So it's like, it's like kind of like a little city. So the street, the, the streets are sort of narrow. And there's two lanes going uh, forward and then two lanes going out of Matthews, yep. inbound and outbound. 
So I'm going into Matthews to play Magic mm. at a shop called your local game store, which mm. if you play Magic, go there. It's fantastic. That's the place you've been talking about? Uh, no, there's another place, actually. Okay. Uh, but it's, it's a great place. I go to play Magic, mm. and we had a draft going on. And there, my lane is absolutely empty. Mm. His, uh, the right lane is not. It's packed full of people. Okay. But there's an intersection that leads to a small artisan ice cream shop. All right. Uh, that has a stop sign on it, and it intersects with those two lanes at okay. some point. And that's the when you're leaving that place, if you're going left, that's the lane you use. You turn left. Mm-hmm. And so there's a stop sign there, and it's kind of on a hill, so it's like hard to see. Like I get why it happened, mm-hmm. but it's like hard to see outside into the road. Yeah. And then the lane that was like closest to him was so packed that there was no way he could have seen my car. Yeah. Happening. Uh, so he thought he was clear, yeah. and then he just like sped away out of the stop sign a little too quickly. Yeah. And then, but there was one other car going outbound that blocked him from finishing the left turn. Mm. And I was going at thirty miles an hour, which was the speed limit. Yeah. And and by the time that we both noticed that we were on collision path, there was nothing we could do. Did you T-bone him? Uh, yeah, but it was only on the bumper side. Yeah. But but it was his fault because he like he admitted that it was his fault. Oh, when he the police got there, he said it's my fault. Yeah. Oh, well, shit. Yeah, he admitted That's, it was his fault. Wow. It was an 18-year-old kid. He was like, I just didn't look before I went out the stop sign. It was my That's fault. That's awesome. Yeah, so so shout out to that kid. Wow. For handling like, Had he did. said nothing, then the insurance would have put it on you because of where the, the accident takes place. Right, yeah. You know, but with him saying it's my fault, shit. That's that's what's up. <laughs> so so we're dealing. I'm getting, I'm getting a rental on Monday. Yeah. And then getting my car fixed on Monday. Uh, they're doing – like – my radiator got fucked. Mm. So, like, my radiator just cracked. And I, it, it lasted long enough for me to drive it to a shop and, like, keep it in their parking lot until everyone, until it could get towed. Yeah. Uh, but just all the coolant just fucking blah wow. my car. Uh, so, my car is a mobile at yeah. the moment. Can't fucking use it. Uh, so, that happened to me on Friday. Yeah. And I was not, like, I'm an angry person. Mm. But when, like, dramatic shit like that happens yeah. like you're in a car accident and it's like i can't i don't get angry yeah. i don't know why i just sort of have this resignation every time something i've been in two wrecks mm-hmm. uh both very small wrecks mm-hmm. but i just just sort of sit there after the fact and i just go like wait i just want a normal fucking day mm-hmm. i just want a day where nothing weird happens and i don't have a weird interaction yeah and then i realize i can't have that because i'm me so every interaction <laughs> is going to be passed through the filter of me sure but, like, just one day I want to wake up as, like, some white guy named Todd who has a wife named Lisa mm. and a son named Scott nope. and a dog named Spot. Nope. And then just live, like, a week. And then when I inevitably kill myself as Todd, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll come back as me. Okay. You know? That's, that's kind of, like, the ultimate fantasy of one day just having a fucking normal day. Because mm. uh, people tell me a lot of shit, right? Like, I... I I get a lot of emotional baggage mm. from people that, that, that are not immediately, you know, connected to me or attached to me. Right. People just tell me shit. So, like, on that same Friday, uh, there was some, some lady told me that she was in an abusive relationship with her ex-husband and I had to, yeah. like, or you his husband. You don't want that stuff? Like, you remember on episode five of Action, I was like, that's what I'm, like, trying to get. And that's what I've been getting ever since then. It's like I didn't want small talk, so I'm like, in order to not get small talk, I have to engage with people with some some of my truth. So it's yeah, like yeah. ever since then, I haven't had like a small talk chit chat. And, and if it is small talk chit chat, then I cut that shit off. <laughs> You're either gonna say something to me real, or, about, we're, not or we're not gonna have a conversation. And, and that's what it's been for like the past year now. No, I I like it. I really enjoy that people mm-hmm. open up to me about shit like that. Yeah. But uh, so, sometimes you just 
you're just going through your day, mm. and then you read your phone, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, Jesus, that's heavy. Oh, yeah. And then and then you get in a car accident, and then you're just sort of I mean, sitting in your car. Outside of the car accident, yeah, yeah I guess just, that's, that's cool. Just going, like, I, I just want, like, one day where where things are normal, people talk to me normally, I go in an ice cream shop, and I just get ice cream, and I sit down, and I eat it, and I don't get weird messages. I mean, all all in all, it's kind yeah. of kind of a win. Like that that could have went a lot worse. Oh no, it was that it was a, it was a good worse. day. I like, wasn't as angry as I should have been. Because like I'm, I'm recalling a time where where I kind of caused an accident, mm-hmm. but the guy hit me in the same place he hit me in the back in the backside. Mm-hmm. So the police gets there, and if I don't say anything, then it's his fault. Like if you hit a person in the back or the rear in the side, then it's right. automatically that person's fault. So I waited for the police to get there and didn't say shit. They just <laughs> looked at where he hit me at, and then I was like, yeah, he hit me. You know, so, so I'm like, I, he could have been a version of me, you know, 18 yeah. year old piece of shit. He was like, nope, I, I, it's my fault. I fucked up. So yeah. I mean, that's that's you got out good with that. But shit. Uh, my favorite, my favorite part about the whole car accident was yeah. like, we got out of the car and we did the whole like, dude, what the fuck happened? Yeah. And and then he just had this dead look in his eye because mm. he had a pri- he had a wreck in the same place two yeah. years ago. Mm. So he just got out of the car and he just looked like just life drained out of his eyes. Just like, ah. Oh, Fuck, oh yeah so like i i went out well i yeah. i got out well of the situation getting yeah. a rental my car's getting fixed nice i've made friends yeah uh, i'm friends with the lady oh yeah that messaged me that day too mm-hmm. but just at the moment the day was a little fucking overwhelming uh and by 8 p.m i was just like i just want to go home and masturbate and go to sleep nice so that's what i did when i got home at 10 p.m on friday oh yeah uh yeah that's about it I've uh I made myself a friend of sorts. Not not a not a friend. We're not friends uh, or colleagues or um I I don't I don't know what we call this so far <laughs> right now. But it's like um I, I really like what he does and I'm kind of stalking him in a way. All right. This should be interesting. Um I guess at, at my gym there was this this uh this white guy that I see in there all the time, but I don't talk to anybody. Like right. I, I like you t- I told you about the interaction I had where I was gonna have to kill somebody in there or some <laughs> shit or whatever. He was taking my weights, you know, but it's like I go in there with my headphones, I don't talk to anybody. I'm there yeah, with gyms the, are not go. conversational. Not not anymore. Like when I was sixteen or so, when everybody didn't have there was no such thing as an MP three player <laughs> and you didn't want to carry around a, a Sony Walkman with the C D inside of it because you can't fit the whole thing in your pocket. You know, so it's <laughs> like we were more social then. You know, you go, Hey, can I work in with you on this set? Hey, you're gonna be using this? Like people were more interactive, but now, fuck that. Everybody has headphones. There's no talking in there. Well, not not for me at least. You know, so um I, I go about that and I'm going three, four, five times a week to just antisocial. And but I see the same people, you know, mm-hmm. and they and they see me. But it's like it's not to the point to where, I, you know, like after you've seen somebody like thirty times mm-hmm. and they know they've seen you like thirty times, at some point it seemed like you would give like a, hey, I recognize you. Right. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and it's like awkward to the, at that point, you know, because we've so many times we've seen each other and never just a head nod. Hey, I've seen you. Yeah. Hey, you know none of that. You exist in the same <clears throat> yeah, the yeah. same space and yeah. time that I do. Exactly. Yeah. So that's never happening. And um, the more and more that I'm going, then the harder it's getting to ignore these people that we see every day now that because you know i'm going so many times yeah. well um there's this one particular guy um i'm in the sauna i love the sauna my mm-hmm. favorite place is like being inside the dryer you ever put like a, a blanket or a towel inside the dryer for like 20 minutes or so mm-hmm. then you take it out of the dryer and then wrap yourself around it yeah that shit feels like, great oh it feels so good so it's like really cold outside <laughs> yes. and you're just like, it feels so good and that, that's like well, that's what the uh, the sauna feels like for me it's like i go in there and i'm just wrapped by warmth and i just sit in there 
Now, like I, I do 20 minutes and I feel like 20 minutes is well more than enough. Like the internet says 15 to 20 minutes. So I'm like, all right, cool. Now this is, this is white guy. Whenever I go in there and I go at the same time. So I'm generally people there on a schedule, you know, mm-hmm. so you're generally seeing the same people every time. Right. So, um, I, I go in there and I do 20 minutes. So usually when I go in there, he gets out a few minutes before me. And I'm thinking like, yeah, he can't take the heat like me, motherfucker. You know? <laughs> I got that willpower determination to stay because that's all it is. It's just, you know, willpower or pass the fuck out. You know, right. Masana. So he gets out and um, that's, that's happened a number of times. So this day, I guess I started a little bit later or earlier and I'm in the sauna alone, you know, for a minute. And I was like, OK. And then the um, the guy, the guy's in there and he comes in. I'm like, OK, this guy. I'm like, how long? How long are you doing? He's like 40 minutes. It's like oh. 40 minutes. And I was like, I didn't realize that like I was only there for partial of his time. You know, <laughs> he's doing 40 minutes. And like looking at the guy, he's like my height, attractive, like white guy. And I don't recognize this guy at all. But he's a news anchor for WCCB TV oh, wow. in the mornings. Yeah. But it's like this guy, he's like, he has to be like 55, 56. But he looks like somebody's like 35 like i'm 33 but maybe looks like 26 or 27 so he's like 50 something and looks like late 30s early 40s whatever but he's chiseled thin you know very lean and sitting in here for 40 minutes and it was like uh, how how you doing today and i didn't have my headphones inside the uh the sauna this time because um whatever long story but i didn't bring them in there (laughs) (laughs) so i'm sitting there without my headphones inside so he looks he's like um so uh, how's it going i said i'm just trying to get there and it was like every day every day but uh you'll never get there though I was like, well, and I looked up at him and I wasn't respe- expecting that response, yeah. you know, and I guess he wasn't expecting my response of, you know, when somebody says, how are you doing? It's just general. Good. Yeah. All right. Just a general small talk. Yeah. I'm doing fine. Yeah. But it's like, I'm fucking exhausted. Like I haven't eaten. I've been eating like 1200 calories a day and I've just not finished working out. I'm fucking tired as shit. I just want to eat a goddamn pizza, <laughs> but it's only a Thursday and I got to wait till a Saturday to eat that pizza. So it's like, I'm just fucking exhausted. So anything that you say to me, I'm going to respond to you with the actual response. You know, so he was like, so how's it going? Uh, just just trying to fucking get there, man. Just trying to get there. You know, so then he and that's what I was talking about, like the uh, the no small talk stuff. Yeah. So it was like, hey, you know, me too, man, every single day. But you'll never get there. I promise you, you'll never get there. You know, it's, it's like it's about the grind. It's about the journey. It was like you have to appreciate the the, the work that you're putting in and not the end result, you know, because right. the end result is going to move. As soon as you get to the end result, then it's going to move another five another steps thing. away and another way. And another th- I was like, oh, shit. But, um, but he was I, I, I don't know. It's just something I've been thinking about trying to find that person. Like he's a good 20 years older than me. He's he he's experienced my mistakes and seen that the, where I'm at right now. And he's gotten to the next step. And it's just somebody that I want to kind of learn from, right. you know, and see what it took. Because like he was talking about the sacrifice that he has to make to be on camera, yeah. you know, and the discipline that it takes every single day and just his his life and what he does. So and he's just, a WCCB WCCB TV anchor. News anchor. Yeah, that's Channel Nine, right? I don't know. I, I don't watch so. the news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's fucking awesome. I, I, I love that. I love the human, the human, the the human moment, yeah. the human quality of that. Mm. Trying to get there. You yes. know what? You'll never you do it. You won't. <laughs> never fucking do it. Yeah. That's, that felt so good. Like that's somebody that's been good. Cause you, what 20 plus years longer than I've been at it and he's just like you know what just no you're not gonna get there I've come to that re- realization decades ago you don't get there <laughs> so just stop that <laughs> I love yeah. that shit I'm yeah. glad do you think you're gonna say hi to the W to this guy again oh yeah yeah I mean, well, do you know I, his name 
mm, he told me his name, but it's just like I didn't, because you know, it's like, hey, hey, my name is Bubba, my name is Bubba, right? You know, yeah. like I don't think he remembers my name either. But, that's solid. Yeah, yeah. Man, I I hope you befriend this guy because that's yeah. a fucking cool way to introduce someone. Yeah, yeah. Just I like, mean, at the very least, I'll talk to him more when I see him at the gym. <laughs> he seems cool. One one last thing before we we sort of close out the mm. the intro, like there's when we were doing the in the car accident. Mm. Uh, we stopped in front of this, like, ice cream shop. And I just want to, like, say, like, how nice of us, like, the lady. I walked in the in the ice cream shop because my car was leaking, so mm. I, like, touched it, and my hand was full of car shit. Yeah. And I walked into the ice cream shop, and this, like, lady saw me with, like, a hand full of, like, an ambiguous liquid. Mm. And I just go, like, I'm fine, just car stuff. We had an accident. Yeah. Went to the bathroom, washed my hands. And the lady came out with, like, two water bottles. And just, like, if you guys need anything, just fucking let me know. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck yeah, lady. I yeah. like you. Yeah. Uh, and then she was listening to Mark Anthony in the ice cream shop, so I felt oddly at home hmm. uh, while eating gelato while I waited for my rage to pass. Nice. Anyway, that was it. That lady probably made my day just a little bit better. Enough for me to not, like, explode in a rage. Okay. <laughs> so shout out to her. Uh, we are going to come right back, and then we are going to talk about adaptation. Yeah, yeah. I... I I'll probably cut this out but i've been reading like your barrage of tweets yeah because you post like every weekend or something yeah. you post like 700 tweets like because my, my my fucking brain is going fucking insane yeah. like you know like like last month i was comparing myself to goddamn gandhi right like i'm fucking hungry i'm fucking i'm hungry as shit and it's just like the just i, I don't know it's just like the like this the, i love food man it's like the thing that i love and it's just like making yourself putting yourself in like an uncomfortable position and and seeing who you are now right. it's like it's one thing to like when when everything goes good and everything is fine like the person that you are then when everything is great that's one person but the person when everything goes wrong and everything is bad when you have a headache and you feel terrible who is that person right. and it's just like trying to exist in that and kind of and still be a good person the, the person that doesn't say um I'm just trying to fucking get there, <laughs> you know, just on a regular day. It's like, no matter how much is going on, you know, to just be that able to stay with myself. you can still process it and yeah. stay calm. And be balanced, yeah. like, through anything. I'm working on yeah. that. I'm working on that, too. It's I'm tough. really bad at it. It's tough. I am, like, just, ugh, awful at it. Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Um, but uh, welcome back to the First Films Look Podcast. We're going to talk yeah. adaptation. Adaptation. Uh, which is probably, it's, it's Charlie Kaufman again. We've talked about Kaufman before. We oh, did. Yeah. Malkovich and Eternal Sunshine, right? Yep. Uh, fantastic fucking movie. Spike again. Jones as well. Spike Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's just, I mean, just go through a rundown. The rundown adaptation. It's a rated R movie. It's a one hour and 54 minute long comedy slash drama that came out in 2002. Uh, the director is Spike Jones. Uh, you know him from Her. Great movie. Love that shit. I love that shit too. Uh, being John Malkovich, Where the Wild Things Are, and numerous music videos. Uh, Fatboy Slim, Kanye West, Beastie Boys. He's worked with everybody for that. Nice. Uh, the writers, uh, Susan Orlean, she wrote the book, and Charlie Kaufman, he adapted the screenplay. Right. Uh, the stars are Nicolas Cage, Meryl Streep, and Chris Cooper. Uh, the rundown is Nicolas Cage is Charlie Kaufman, a confused L.A. screenwriter overwhelmed by feelings of inadequacy, uh, sexual frustration, self-loathing, and by the screenwriting ambitions of his freeloading twin brother, Donald, also played by Nicolas Cage. <laughs> While struggling to adapt The Orchid Thief, by Susan Orlean, played by Meryl Streep, Kaufman, Kaufman's life spins from pathetic to bizarre. The lives of Kaufman, Orlean's book, become strangely intertwined as each one's search for passion collides with each other. Uh, 
I mean, that's a, that's a synopsis for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't think I don't think that's that's an accurate description of the entire movie. How could you do an accurate description yeah, of the right. entire movie? <laughs> like we would have to write like a three pages. <laughs> well, no, no, no. But so sometimes you read a synopsis and you're like, yeah, that's what the movie is. Mm-hmm. But I I don't think that that works for well, for well, adaptation. Could, do you think you could do that in like a two sentence thing? Nah, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't. That's <laughs> this movie is like a lot. It's super meta. It's a movie within a movie. I mean, it's. <laughs> It, it it is a it is a metaphysical comedy about mm. writing a movie mm. that's writing itself. Yes, that's really like the movies. The movies about a movie that's writing itself. Yeah, that that really is. You know what movie was like that that I did not like at all? Which one? The um, the what's the name? Uh, shoot. The what? Uh, Jonathan said that it was really Secret good. Secret Window. Jo- um, shoot. I'm gonna have to move on if I can get yeah. this in five seconds. There's two redheads in it. Uh, both of them very attractive redheads. At the very beginning of it, they're um they're getting nocturnal raped and killed. Animals. Nocturnal animals. Yeah. Did not like that. That's the movie within the movie where the movie is writing itself as it is happening. Did right. not like then, that. Then, 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 then. Right. Uh, I I think I think this movie, because it starts out as a movie that's not that. It starts mm. out making fun of that type of movie. Sure. It start like because the, the plot of, the plot of the movie is that we got uh this book, The Orchid Thief, mm. uh, which Charlie Kaufman has been hired. To, to to make an adaptation of in film then realizes that there's no structure in it mm-hmm. and he's sort of living a pathetic miserably depressed frustrating life mm-hmm. and this is just kind of like like the like the cock block on top of everything it's yeah. just like sort of fucking him up mentally and his brother's living in his house and he's just sort of run down and depressed mm-hmm. and his brother decides to become a screenwriter and it's frustrating because he sees his brother experience success while he's having trouble adapting this fucking book mm-hmm. into a movie and it's just kind of like it's a neurotic, depressing, sort of just surreal type of narrative. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And uh, and the movie starts. Um, it, it starts with this really cool montage of mm. like Charlie Kaufman mm. just saying how much he hates himself, essentially. Monologue. Much. Yeah. Uh, just a monologue. Yeah, thank you, monologue. Mm. Uh, Charlie Kaufman just fucking hating himself. Yeah. And saying all this kind of shit, and then it goes into a montage of like the beginning of the earth and it yeah. just goes through like evolution of time yeah. and then monkey and then life and then and whatever the baby being born and everything yeah and you have no idea what's happened it doesn't make any sense mm. until you get to about halfway in the movie mm. and then he's writing that scene in, into yeah. the script yep. so like the movie's you're watching the movie being written mm. but also you've already watched a movie that's been written sure so it's like it's like fucking bizarre like it's a weird sort of communication with the audience mm. and I, and i think that that it's it's meant to Meant to make fun of a lot of things, and then it becomes the things that it yes, makes fun of. Very much, and 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 that's why the movie works because mm. I like if if it was just making fun of things, we would have a writer that's sort of not self-aware. Mm. Uh, but Charlie Kaufman is very self-aware in yes. writing this movie, and I think that's why it fucking works. Do you know when this movie came out, and whenever someone asked me about it um, last year, the year before, I'm like, yeah, it's uh, Nicholas Cage is in it. He plays a twin. Um, one of them dies. There's a car accident. <laughs> Meryl Streep is in it. You know, that's like that was my description of it. But yeah. it's like at back then, when I first watched, it, I had never seen. Um, being John Malkovich, mm-hmm. like like none of these things were in order. Like I didn't get that Charlie Kaufman is the writer of these surreal movies, like right. Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind, or you know stuff like that. So so now I'm watching this from the very beginning, you know, like you say, you have the monologue, then the montage. The very next shot that you see is from a scene in uh, Being John Malkovich, right? Like, yeah. di- like directly from on set of Being John Malkovich. John Malkovich is sitting there in a uh, woman's dress and earrings, and he's explaining to the um, to the crew, like, hey, like don't be fucking around. We got a whole bunch of people in prosthetics and masks, so let's get this thing done correctly, whatever. Right. Then the next shot that we see is um, supposedly where Charlie, who where Charlie Kaufman would have been, but it's now Nicolas Cage right. on this set of 
being John Malkovich. So now, now we're really into the life of, okay, this is Charlie Kaufman, the person, you know, he's, he's on the set of this and he's trying to adapt a movie. So it's just, it almost felt like, um, like an autobiography type of thing, but just <laughs> mock, but mocking, you know, his actual <laughs> real life. And he, uh, he even goes into it like the, the, uh, the end of it. He's like, you know, it's so narcissistic. I've wrote myself into the own, to the story. I've wrote myself in. <laughs> you know? And that's what it become. But, um, but yeah, there were, there were some really great performances. I, my favorite too were Meryl Streep and the weird guy with the teeth. Uh, that was a Cooper. Chris Cooper. Chris yeah, Cooper. Chris Cooper. Uh, I, I really, really enjoyed Nicolas Cage. Oh, Nicolas Cage. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think, I think it was my favorite performance. He did well, very well. Um, and and maybe it's because I like I grew up like right after Nicolas Cage became sort of the crazy meme, mm. so it was nice to see him not as the crazy meme. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Um, but there's something about Nicolas Cage's face in mm. this movie that just works. It just works for me. Oh, I don't yeah. think like I, I, any other actor could have done it, but the mm. fact that it was Nicolas Cage just makes me happy. <laughs> he's a, he's a very good actor. Me he and is. my uh, girlfriend often debate whether who, who's a better actor. I'll throw this to you: yeah. um, John Travolta or Nicolas Cage. I, I every time they had movies together, they did face off. Face off. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go say Nicolas Cage. Same. Yeah. yeah there we go. All right. Everybody's yeah. on the court. My girlfriend said the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like John Travolta's good, but Nicolas yeah. Cage can do whatever the fuck he wants. He can. And Nicolas Cage has done way more bad movies than yeah. John Travolta, but he has an Oscar for something. <laughs> you know, and he has range. So and he like, saw the Declaration of Independence. So no national treasure. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a meme yesterday, completely unrelated. Like, but it was like, me, I'm yeah. going to go to sleep early tonight. Me at 3 a.m. I'm yeah. going to see the Declaration of nope. Independence. Nope, nope, nope. Just Nicolas Cage's <laughs> stupid fucking face. Nope. All right. So, <laughs> so, so, um, so, so, where, so where are we at? All right. So, so we at, we're, we're past um, uh, John Malkovich. They're on the script. Right. Uh, Charlie Kaufman is writing the but, script. The by the way, thing. the interesting thing about, about this sort of on-set shot that we had is that it was done mm. clearly... Mm. On a non-cinematic camera. Definitely. It yeah. was made purposely for the shot of making it look like he was actually there. Yeah. And then we get the cut from the cinematic. Like, after he leaves the scene, we cut into a cinematic mm -hmm. camera. Mm -hmm. uh, which, I, 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 I'm not sure what psychological effect that had. Psychological. Mm. But I know that when I saw that cut, I just went like, oh, okay, this is, this is real now. Yes, definitely. And yeah. So, like, I, I feel like that's the effect that they were going for. It's fucking fantastic. Just yeah. a brilliant. Just 10 seconds and you're immediately immersed. There was the uh, the Indian guys or the Native American guys. Well, they called themselves Indians, though. They kept, yeah, they, they continue to call themselves Indians. But the uh, the Native American guys. All right, so uh, so our, I believe our introduction with uh, Chris Cooper's character was that the first time when they were in the swamp looking for the uh, the, the ghost. Uh, oh shoot, ghost something, ghost orchid or something like that. Whatever mm -hmm. the the flower was named. Right. But they're looking for some elusive. Uh, or a flower that can't be found um, in certain areas or whatever, but it's like on the endangered uh, wildlife uh, type of thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. So he's uh, this white guy is out there looking for all of these different endangered plants, and he's taking Native Americans with him, three Native American guys with him, um, because there was some type of um, a Supreme Court uh, thing that happened back in the day where there was the, a loophole in the law. Yeah, that because uh, it's a Native American reservation mm -hmm. territory, so like the Native Americans can harvest it. Yeah. But not Americans, yeah, like citizens, like that are not Native Americans. Yeah, 
So the um, so they they go harvesting up all these like super rare plants, and they got like bushels of them in bags uh, stacked up by the truck. Police officer comes comes by, and he was like, "Yo, what the fuck? Can be <laughs> snatching up all these plants?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I know." So what what you got in the bag? He was like, "Yeah, I got twelve different kinds of rare endangered plants. I got all of it. I got it. I got all of it. Yeah, I got it." He was like, "Well, you know that's endangered, so you're not supposed to." Yeah, I know that. And, I, and but but do you see that I have these these Indian gentlemen here? And I don't, I'm not sure if you're aware of that um of whatever court case where an Indian fella killed a panther but then they couldn't do anything about it because yada yada so it was like all right well that's all well and good but um I'm not gonna let you go anywhere <laughs> just yet <laughs> you know? So, so it was, it was like, what did, he, what did he say? It was like, yeah, man, this is, it's, it's all good. I mean, it's like they, they used to use these plants for a chicky huts, right? And it was like, yeah, yeah, he's right, chicky huts. <laughs> just like they're just co-signing. Just going with it. Yeah. Uh, it really goes to show, like, because the, before they show anything of him, they describe him as like, like oddly charming man despite mm. missing his front teeth. Yeah. And we don't know why he's missing front teeth. Right. But, no but he's but for he's self-proclaimed, he says he's the smartest man that he knows. Mm-hmm. And when they put him on, uh, he's at, on trial for this, uh, taking these plants or whatever. And he's very well-spoken to the point to where he's showing the reaction shots. And everyone is like, wow, this guy that looks like a country hillbilly hick with no front teeth is sitting here busting out of vocabulary better than mine. You know, <laughs> and, and like telling you about all these different things and wildlife and plants. So they're like, all right, well, I guess I got to let you. So you, you got to see some value within him, but you mm-hmm. still don't know why he is the way that he is at this point in the movie yet right and okay so how, how, how did you feel about the whole um the actual orchid thief part of the movie like did you, you did mean? you enjoy like like because you like laroche as a character yeah which is a guy uh, how did you feel like his whole interaction with meryl streep in the movie was that was the main movie for me that was the main movie for yeah, you yeah uh, laroche and uh, meryl streep's character is i mean they were they were looking for the uh, the plant and by the time the um they had the plant and then i found out they were using it for drugs and then it circled into while the uh the beginning it, it circled back to the beginning of the movie so i had to replay the movie in my mind now mm-hmm. so now i got three indian guys that are just like oh it's cool man whatever man <laughs> like they're all high out of their fucking mind you know and then when meryl streep meets one of the indian guys for the first time in the uh like this plant area mm-hmm. and then uh he was like your hair is just so nice <laughs> you know and was just like touching it and then i was like i didn't think anything about it i was just like yeah he's pretty cool you know about to get him some ass you know and then, but anyway but um but yeah he's high out of his mind so then she she goes into the uh to the swamp to go get the plant with him mm-hmm. and then like that's where she was like she had an epiphany she snapped she had a change you know when uh, they take the plant he grinds it down and sends her the uh the, the dust from the plant and she tries some you know, and yeah, high, she, she gets high for the first time, and it's amazing for her. Like I'm just like reminiscing, <laughs> but like she 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 takes a snort of it and she sits there, and then as she's brushing her teeth, and she knows she has a realization. She's like regular brushing her teeth, like a routine. Then after about 15 seconds or so, like wow, this isn't routine. Like I can brush the top of my teeth. The bottom of my teeth, <laughs> I can do one really slow, and then she then she walks out of there, then goes to the phone, picks up the phone, then she hears, Doop. but then there's a realization that it's more than one sound. It's it's a low pitch and Not a high, high pitch, pitch to make one frequency of what she's hearing, a sound that she's heard since she's two, three years old, right. old enough to hear a ringtone, but never thought about it at all or cared because it's so minuscule right you know but her high brain is like wow <laughs> yeah so um the guy calls to find out um chris cooper mm-hmm. he calls to see if she's actually done any of the uh the plant that he sent her and of course she has and she's ready to fucking get it on yes, yes. <laughs> you know 
But yeah, yeah. It's interesting that you said that that was the main movie for you. Yeah. Because for me, the main movie was the other story. Was the the Kaufman, the mm-hmm. Kaufman bit? Yeah. And just because because I, I know that struggle of like sitting mm-hmm. in your room at fucking three in the morning, and like the thought the thoughts just won't shut the fuck up, yeah. and you can't write them down because they suck, mm-hmm. and then you're just like sitting there like ah I got it, and then yeah. you're like fucking Ugh, and you write it down and you yell it into a microphone, mm-hmm. and then you listen to it the next day and you'd rather fucking fillet a shotgun than write it. It's, it would like um, I thought about it in the way that like the the twin brothers are the same person, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like when I try to put myself in it, I was wondering why the other brother wouldn't calm the other brother down some. Because like within it, with myself, it was like, yeah, you're a fat piece of shit. Nobody likes you. Everybody hates you. You know. But then there's the other half of my brain. It was like, well, everybody else is fat pieces of shit too, and they <laughs> suck. You know. It's like you know. It's like it's not like saying that I'm better. It's just saying everybody else is worse as well. So it just it was just odd, like not having. Like, uh, does, do people's brain not work that way? Like, you have the half and half, like how well, that dynamic is? Uh, here's, like, here's the thing, because cause I, I, I don't get that. Mm. You know, if, if I'm self-demeaning myself, I'm just self-demeaning It's myself. just full thing. That's, like, just, so it was, that's what I'm saying, how it's weird to have the Kaufman's torn into two. Mm-hmm. If one half is one thing, how was the other half? Well, the one know? half was the, the ideal Mm-hmm. Kaufman, like the version of Kaufman that he would like to be. He doesn't want to be that the person. One, well, the person that knows about structure that is a complete hack that can't write to save his life. <laughs> well, that, like, that's the that, thing. That guy's going to be very successful. That guy, the guy, yeah. That, yeah, he's very good with structure, but he's writing his shit. He wants to write about a guy with like multiple personalities and a doctor that kills people in a way. Like, he's, he he's terrible. Yeah. I, I'm not saying like literally want to be that guy, but he wants that confidence, that sort the of confidence, yeah. That, that yeah. sort of persona mm-hmm. of being like, yeah, no, I, I did that. I heard them. Yeah, yeah they were talking shit about me i don't mm. give a shit he wants that because uh, oh, yeah. he's sort of frustrated with the way that his life goes and he's mm. unattractive and, mm. and he's like you know th- there's a bunch of shit going through his mind he's depressed he yeah. just wants to be the not depressed version of himself yeah again and I, I think, I, yeah yeah I and that. i think that's yeah. what 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 the donald represented mm. is the the kaufman that wasn't depressed and could yeah. do work yeah uh, it just so happened that he he chose to represent to present him as a hack, as a screenwriting hack. I mean, that was successful, yeah. but got there through formulaic writing and all that kind of stuff, which is yeah. kind of what he hated. So he's saying, like, I mean, I could be happy in this business, but I have to abandon my core set of beliefs. Yeah, kind of way. It's it's, it's it's using both. And there was there was a scene where um where that came to fruition for me, where where he goes to see the uh, the guy that said it's like, it seems like a cult. The, the speaker, Robert McKee. Robert McKee. He goes mm-hmm. to see Robert McKee. And a guy was telling him that if you can't find anything in life, then you shouldn't be a writer. It's bullshit, yada, yada. So um, he takes him to a bar, and they're sitting there talking. And um, what, what, what does this guy tell him? He's telling him about um, uh, Casablanca. Right. He tells him about Casablanca. He said it's the best screenplay ever written. It was written by twin brothers. You know, and the brothers, they collaborated together to write this one thing. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I'm like, okay, you have the person. Like, if it's one person, which is Charlie Kaufman, you have the, the person that can give you the structure and the uh, the story like the uh, like Robert is telling him. Mm-hmm. If you can do whatever you want through the beginning of the movie, but if you don't have a payoff, if you don't have something that is exciting that, that will make people watch at the end, then you don't have a movie. Right. You know, so and that's that's what kind of the movie writing itself because at the end, then you get all this kind of random re- ridiculous stuff man getting eaten by an alligator car crash flying out of a car getting shot like the last 30 minutes is just insane. so insane yeah so it's like that's what i was getting like with the half and half like they're not actually brothers like mm-hmm. like in casablanca yeah. but if you put both halves together it's like it's not so much that the structure guy's a hack or that 
uh, Charlie, Charlie Kaufman's, Kaufman's character is just isn't a good writer, you know, but his brain is all the way on one side and the other person's brain is all the way on the other side. Like, if you guys come together, you can write some of the best stuff that's ever been written. And, and I know? think that's the point of it. Yes, I of, think so. Uh, yeah. Just because that happens to me too, the, the sort of the duality of me mm-hmm. just staring at a version of me that wrote the thing that I yes. want to write. Yeah. And I just like, dude, what the fuck? Like, help me out. Yeah. And and and, and it, it, it can't. It can't happen. You have to sort of. There's a moment. If you're willing to, like his yeah. brother was willing to, but his ego wouldn't allow yeah, him brother. to go to his brother for help. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's still part of yourself. It's like I'm not gonna. Nope. <laughs> no, not gonna do it. No, yeah. I'm gonna write this fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's why I, I like the Charlie Kaufman, mm-hmm. Kaufman aspect of the movie a lot more. Mm-hmm. I really didn't care about the Orchid Thief, mm-hmm. like, uh, part of the movie. Mm-hmm. That was just kind of there because was, he was supposed to adapt the Orchid Thief. Yes. <laughs> yep. And, like, they're very distinct movies right up until the middle of the movie mm-hmm. when Charlie Kaufman said, I got to talk to this lady because mm-hmm. I, I, I got to know what the fuck this book's about. Yeah. And uh, he goes to New York and he finally gives in and asks the brother for help. Yeah, and and, and, and that's brother's kinda... like, I would love to help you. Right, sure, I'm on the way. And, and this is the thing: like, his brother is um, he's he has a screenplay rated, and, and they say that they like it. He has a girlfriend or of sorts, maybe right. you know, um, but, or maybe they were just shacking Which up. But was, she was there in the morning. Uh, the girl from Malkovich, it was the, uh, the the bitch from Malkovich that you loved. I didn't, I didn't. Uh, yeah, she was a dark haired girl. I didn't even pick that up no, though. Yeah, I call I call her a bitch not because she's a bitch, but that's because how Chris described her in the episode. I'm fine with that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes. That that would be like some wild shit if like. Never mind. <laughs> I'm just saying, like if I could say stuff and then people quote me and yeah. be like, it's okay because Chris said it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying kill all the Jews, but but Chris said kill all the Jews, so kill all the Jews. <laughs> you know. But <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> there was a lot of Jew killing jokes last night. That, that's that was, why I still in my, my my head. That was an ordinate amount of, of yeah of Jewish jokes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they we were. have fucked up friends. Yeah, anyway. I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, uh, where, where were go we? Ahead. I uh, where Orchid Thief. Like I said, like the distinction between the Orchid Thief movie and then and then at the half point they just kind of merge together. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, merging together. So I mean, uh, I, I was just really enjoying Meryl Streep's character. I guess like even I even felt like she had some growth. Maybe it was in the wrong direction. You yeah. know, it's like we've we seen Charlie Kaufman's uh, grow in one direction, and I felt like we've seen Meryl Streep grow in the other direction. Okay. You know, like she started off with, uh, she, was, she was searching for, um, what was her main line she kept saying? Like she, 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 was, uh, she would write about other people's passions, but mm-hmm. she didn't have a passion herself. She said she wanted to try to find something as new as exciting as what LaRoge had. Was, was passionate about, yeah. yeah. She couldn't find something that she could be as passionate about that entire time. When she uh, when she finally found that, that elusive drug that she used, it like opened up her entire world. Yep. She started having sex with the uh, LaRoge guy. She's like making trips back and forth to see him and while trying to cover up her journalistic integrity. You know, that I'm, you know, white female and perfect and great and I don't have sex with hillbilly guys with no teeth and do drugs in the woods. Right. <laughs> you know, so she's, she's trying to cover all of that up but she's discovering herself in the, in the same time and in order to, to keep that, that life and keep it hidden, now she turns down a deeper path. She's like, well, we gotta kill him then. We gotta kill him. <laughs> gotta kill him. Yeah, so I mean, in, in the end, two people ended up dying, to, three people ended up dying to, to kind of maintain her her integrity which get blown gets blown up anyway because right when three people die people are going to ask questions <laughs> yeah <laughs> that usually that's what happens yeah. and 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 the the characters of the whole movie was that charlie kaufman followed meryl streep's character mm-hmm. uh into the 
the lair of like LaRoche's on the like plant thing mm-hmm. that he has his house. And then they discover that, that the drug and like Charlotte Kaufman know more, knows more about Meryl Streep characters oh, yeah. than he should. And yeah. then she was like, "Oh, well, now we gotta kill him." <laughs> there was, and then that's the payoff of the entire movie. Oh yeah, there was a uh, there was an underlying thing for me of fear mm-hmm. um, throughout the entire thing. Fear being more powerful than love. Right. And we we see it a number of times. Or one small effect of it was Nicolas Cage is on a date, and uh, where Charlotte Kaufman is Charlotte Kaufman, whatever. But they either on a date. And she's she's clearly wanting him to come into the the apartment, come to the house with him. She's like, yeah, well, this is the end of the date, so um, he's like, yeah, well, I guess I'm gonna go ahead and go home. And she was like, yeah, yeah, all right. And then she just looks at him and smiles and waits for him to be like, or oh, I can come in, you right? Know? And then he looks right. at her for a minute for like three seconds, and then he thinks about it again, and then he's like, well. I got to go home and I got to write and the story. And then in his mind, he's justifying a reason, you know, why, why he can't, why he in. can't come in. And he's fucking terrified. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And, and she's not reciprocating at all. She was like, well, okay, loser, I'm going to go in the house and go fuck off. He was like, well, 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 you know, just because I'm scared right now, but I would still like to do something later. And then she's like, no, you're done. Because <laughs> he tries to ask her out for um to go see the flowers next weekend, mm-hmm. and she's like, "No, this is the last time you'll be seeing me." You know, so it's like it's something that he really wanted to do. It's like it's not so much as love in that situation, mm-hmm. but the fear he couldn't overcome his fear to get to something that he really wanted. Right. Uh, Meryl Streep brings that up, um, a kind of a parallel when she talks to uh, LaRoche's character. Uh, he talks about how much he loves the beach. He always loved the beach. He loves the water. He loved the sand. He loved everything about it. And then one day there was an incident with like a jellyfish or fish inside the, the ocean and he never stepped foot in the ocean again. <laughs> and then she was like, what? And it was like, why? why? Just, because, just because of one fish accident? He was like, yeah, I hate fish. Don't, don't, I don't mess with them. Fuck fish. And she was like, and I'll tell you, it was like, I love the ocean. I love the beach. I spent my life in that water. I love that water. But Damn. fuck fish. <laughs> you know? and then she and then she goes on to like try to um to figure that out she was like why like something that you love so much you know can just be stopped like that and it was like yeah that that trying to conquer fear you know yep. was a big a big thing in this movie and and well and and that goes along with the the Kaufman ask part of the movie mm-hmm. where he's like well, is this gonna suck? Like the fear of this is gonna suck. Yep. Can I do this writing? Yeah. Can I can I do this work? I'm I'm scared of losing my job. I'm scared yep. of losing my name. I'm scared yep. of not being good enough. I'm scared. I'm scared of being inadequate. Yeah. All of that reverberated. Oh yeah. Reverberated. Nope. <laughs> I think you had it, but yeah. I wasn't gonna get it. <laughs> All of that was just sort of resounding throughout the entire. Reverberated. Reverberated. Uh. We got it. We got it. That's there. Um, you know what I fucking meant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't We're know, professionals, just, guys. This is what you signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 65, guys. So I don't know, it's just riddled throughout the entire movie. Yeah. And I think that's why the movie works. Because yeah. it, it, it tackles the fear of being a writer. So if you're a writer, you can immediately... Oh, yeah. Identify um, with Identify it. with this movie. Yes. If you're anyone that's looking for some sort of passion, you can mm-hmm. identify with this movie. Yep. If you're anyone that wants to be as confident and as charming as LaRoche, mm-hmm. you can identify with this movie. Yeah. And you can see how all those three people sort of end up interacting with their world and their situation. And, mm-hmm. then, and, and, and then how Kaufman looks at those people and then makes fun of them mm-hmm. by making fun of himself, himself in yeah. that situation. Yeah. And, and ultimately, I think that's why the movie works. It becomes a parody 
of itself mm-hmm. in, in a way that yes. that not a lot of movies are willing to do. They take themselves a little too seriously. Mm-hmm. Kaufman knows, like, listen, I have to... I have to make fun of my whole writing process because yeah. this movie is about my writing process about writing this movie. Yep. So he had to make fun of himself. He was like, "Well, I I don't know. I didn't know how to end it, so I Hollywood. I made it Hollywood. Yeah. Fucking made a car chase at the end. Yep. Car scenes. I rolled myself in it. Yeah. Fuck it. Why not? There was I I felt bad for um, the way that uh, LaRoche's character yeah. ended. Like he got ate by a fucking alligator, man. And what? he didn't want to kill anybody. No, he was it, like, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like all right, so like let's go back to his story. So like so from the beginning, like we see this like like what looks like like a hillbilly redneck no teeth guy that's just always dirty, always dirty. Right. You know, because I mean he he's in the swamps most of the time, so mm-hmm. I mean that's his excuse. But I mean um, he's he's doing his job, so I mean his that's his job. But he, and he's very good at his job from yeah. what we see. But we don't he's know. A bonus, really. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's botanist, yeah. And um, at one point, Meryl Streep, she's around, like, her hoity-toity, like, rich New York friends, and they're at, like, this nice, fancy, like, wine get-together, and they're asking about LaRoche, and then uh, she was like, yeah, he doesn't have his front teeth, and then she was like, "Uh, you gotta be some kind of sociopath, you know, to to walk around with no teeth, to subject everybody to you not having teeth, you know, (laughs) because, I mean, in... It technically, kind of, because I mean, it's like to where you a sociopath doesn't care about anybody, what anybody yeah. thinks, and to subject people to that look when they don't have to, when you make the kind of money that that a botanist does, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, well, you don't have to have no teeth in the front anymore, <laughs> you know. But but it's like, but I, and I, so I'm I'm questioning that myself. As soon as I hear that, I'm like, okay, so why is he walking around like that, you know? So then they have a flashback. Finally, they say three years earlier, and they show him getting in the car, and uh, his mother's in the back seat, his uncle's in the car. And um, his wife, they're, they're all inside the car. His, his wife is in the passenger seat. Mother's in the back, uh, backside passenger, uncle mm-hmm. right, right behind him. And um, he's talking about his business and how everything's picking up. And um, he's doing really well and he's coming out of debt and he's going to be able to pay a lot of bills. And they show his mother in the back seat and she's just looking straight ahead and just so happy and smiling. She's like, I'm just so proud of you. And then a car comes, pow, smashes the shit out of the car, spins it around. The uh, the mother the mother dies. The does the uncle die? Does the uncle? I don't know. I don't think he does. I know. Well, I know that the mother dies. The uncle is is fucked up. The Mm -hmm. wife is in a coma for three weeks. So while while she's in the coma, he's tending to her and everything. And as soon as she comes out of the coma, she divorces him. He -hmm. says. Meryl Streep is like, well, you know, that's kind of a thing. If 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 I went through a near death experience, then that's an excuse to get out of anything. You know, he was like, well, even still, I still blamed her for it. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's like, I still blame him for leaving me, you know, afterwards, because like the car accident wasn't his fault. And it's the, th- the thing is, well, it kind of is his fault, but it's just like them die. Like he didn't purposely he like he he owns it. Like mm-hmm. when he talks about the accident, he says, I killed my mother and my uncle. You know, the uncle did die. Mm-hmm. He says, I killed my uncle and my my uh, my mother. So it's like he owns it as if it was his fault because you didn't look before you were backing out of the driveway. Right. But it's just like it wasn't intentional. You didn't go out and it murder. Was an accident, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um. So, it, so now I, you, you really do sympathize with the guy. Yes, because because you you know why he's carrying around that face that he's mm-hmm. carrying around. Like, why do I need fucking teeth in my mouth? My fucking mom's dead. My my, my wife just divorced me, and like, and I'm the reason for it. You know, it's just it's kind of as, as if like um like you wear that scar in remembrance of what you've done. Like you can't right. let go of the past type of thing. Yeah, and and, and that's why I feel so bad about him. Yeah, because uh, like I feel like Meryl Streep was the first step of him trying yeah. to forget that past. Like it was like a semblance yeah. of happiness again, and yeah. then she turns into like this fucking. She turns skull. him. Yeah. yeah, she turns so, him. Uh, it's fucked up, and you yeah. can tell like the fear of 
having lose losing that gets yeah. him killed because yeah. he's like, well, I gotta shoot this guy. Yeah, I gotta do it. And as soon, yeah, he shoots. He shoots the guy one time. It is accident. You yeah. know, when uh, when he shoots uh, Donald uh, Charlie Kaufman's brother in the arm, they get in the car and they're all speeding off. And um, does that was, uh, that was, that was later. later? Yeah, that was that was a little bit later. But when he shoots him in, in, in the when he shoots him. Uh, he he eventually gets like snatched up by a goddamn alligator, right? Oh no, is that first? What's no, no, what, what, what happened is like he he everyone fell asleep in the, the swamp. The sleep, yeah. And then Donald and and Charlie Kaufman are walking by the Cielo Road. They wake him up accidentally. Yep. He gets startled, so he just shoots. Uh, let's go shot. Yeah. And then it hits Donald in the arm. Yep. They get in a car, speed away, and then they hit a ranger. Mm. It's a pickup truck. Donald goes Flies flying out of the, out of the window. Yeah. And then uh, they have their death scene. Yeah. And then the, you and I. Together, yep. whatever, mm-hmm. and then LaRoche comes back. Symbolism between that together, they are one. Yeah, yeah, you and me yeah. are one. Yeah, and 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 that was that was another thing, writing thing that I really liked. They killed mm-hmm. Donald, yep. but at the end, Charlie Kaufman internalized what Donald was. Yes, yes, so, <laughs> they're so all. You, yes. you didn't need him anymore. Yep. He was there. Yeah, uh, which was beautiful. Hell yeah! Uh, but then after the car accident, they go into the swamp again, and yeah. LaRoche is like, "I don't want to do this. I don't want to. I'm not a killer." Yeah. and then he gets fucking. Yeah, ganked by the alligator. It was kind of like a thing, like um, to where you know he mentally made the decision to stay with Meryl Streep and mm-hmm. then do the heinous thing of actually shooting or killing somebody, right. and then it was like, okay, the universe sent the alligator to kill him because it wasn't <laughs> supposed to happen. Right, and like that's the way things work in my mind. <laughs> anyway, saw it. Yeah, but that, but, that, but that's what happens as soon as he made the decision to kill the guy. Alligator comes up, and that what was odd to me that usually an alligator is gonna grab onto something, spin that shit around, and pull it off. Yeah, like it seemed like he would have not had. An arm, a limb. There would have been a limb gone. Well, they grabbed him by the torso. Yeah, but but why did he stop? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Movie. So yeah, because he, yeah. he could have a dead sequence. Yeah, because I'm like, <laughs> what is an alli- alligator? Is not just gonna go bite somebody, thrash him around, and walk off. You know, it seemed it seemed odd. Yeah, but, but movie. But all right, but movie. Yeah, yeah. He was making a Hollywood <laughs> ending. So yeah, you didn't know. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. That's very true. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I but like the the song like you and I mm-hmm. to get like I loved I love the symbolism of that mm-hmm. I love the fact that Charlie Kaufman internalized what Donald was mm-hmm. I love the the confidence in Charlie Kaufman after having you know seen Donald die mm-hmm. and like he calls his mom he reconciles with his mom because he I guess he had troubles with his mom yeah. at some point yeah and then he goes back home and he's like Amelia I, I love you and Amelia does her thing and then yeah. as he's driving away from that date. He just goes like, I know how to finish the script. And the script is happening. The end of the script is happening as Charlie Kaufman decides how he's going to write the end of the script. Yeah, yeah, he's writing his off. And then like the, I love the last couple of lines because it's like, and then he drove home knowing how the script ended. <laughs> and, and God help you if you ever use a fucking voiceover. <laughs> God help you if you ever use a fucking voiceover. <laughs> he even makes a comment on that. It's like, yeah. oh, there's a voiceover he won't approve. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do it. <laughs> so, like, I really, like, I've said it, but the magic of this movie works and how yeah. it takes itself not seriously and mm. just decides to go, like, I'm going to go two levels of meta mm-hmm. and if you like it you like it if not you can go fuck yourself yeah that's what i get from this movie oh yeah and and i absolutely love kaufman as a writer mm-hmm. and i loved how he was he did it so so pretty like the yeah. movie felt pretty yeah uh which is weird because it's a movie about a depressed writer than yeah. like like a fucking crazy lady that steals flowers yeah um so like it, it, it i just really have a soft spot in my heart for this movie because mm-hmm. i relate there's a lot of movies about writers. Yeah. Oh yeah. But there's not a there's not a lot of movies about writers that are accurate. Mm-hmm. 
This is one of them. Yeah. This is the only movie about a writer that I can go like, yep, I've done that. Nice. I got it. Yep. Sit in the room, three in the morning, eat cheap dinner, mm -hmm. and then cry about it. Yep. Yep. Been there. <laughs> that is life. <laughs> that is the so life. So I, of a I absolutely love this movie. This is mm. one of my favorite. Nice. I think it's not my favorite Kaufman movie. Mm -hmm. My favorite that would be Eternal Sunshine. Mm -hmm. But this is my second favorite Kaufman movie. Hells yeah. Yeah. I, I love this movie a lot. Oh yeah. All right. What do you think? I mean, yeah, of course, I love, love yeah. adaptation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Like I said, I mean, I've seen it. What I like, I thought that I loved it back then, like in um, 2011 or whatever. I mm -hmm. thought that I did, but I, I had no idea. Like I said, I, I subscribe. I described the movie as what I described it as earlier, right. so I didn't get the in-depth things to it. So between last night and this morning, a new appreciation for it. Um, I'm gonna. I previously had it ranked a nine out of ten. I'm gonna go to like an eight point five. Mm -hmm. Um, just because it entertained me intellectually, uh, pretty hardcore, but as far as visually, I mean, it looked pretty visually, mm -hmm. but there just wasn't enough on screen to keep my interest. Right. It wasn't you know? flashy. Yeah. It was not flashy. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to go with an eight. Mm. Not, uh, like I don't, I don't necessarily care about the flashiness mm -hmm. of the story. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think an eight fits how I feel about this movie. Okay. I'm not really sure why. All right. But that's the right number. For Sounds me. good to me. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, any last words? Uh, no. Cool. Solid. All right. So we are going to cut and then we're going to go back into the, the film and television. Yeah. For next <laughs> yeah, I don't like people that like everything. Dude, they can't like everything. Media. Nobody likes everything. I don't even like myself all the time. So I know you don't. <laughs> There's no way. No fucking way. Like, what? It's a sociopath in the making. Yes. It's like, there, there has to be times. Like, everybody goes home, like, at some point. You know, I, I, I worry about the people that don't. Like, they don't go home and think about themselves. It was like, what the fuck was wrong with me today? Right. You know, you know it's like, I, why the fuck did I say that? Or why did I do, like, if you're not questioning yourself about, like, about things at the end of the day, then those are the people that I worry about. Yeah. Because they can constantly do it over and over and over again. They just stay in that cycle. You know, those they live in it. terrifying people. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I, I wouldn't imagine being able to live my life and mm. not go home and going like, what the fuck was that yes. shit? Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, I said that to a person. <laughs> yes. What the fuck is wrong with me? It's like, it's like I'll, I'll do it, and it's just like whenever I do it, it's like at least maybe it, it might take hours, but yeah. then I'll go back to the person and I'll be like, hey, like, I, know I'm I know I'm a crazy person. Like, I realize I'm sorry. Like, you do it all the time to <laughs> yes, me. Yes. <laughs> you text me like seven things. Do-do, 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 Like 30 texts. Like, this motherfucker hasn't texted me in like a week and a half, and now all of a sudden, do-do, do-do. Why are you texting me so goddamn much right now? Sometimes I read them and I just go like, I'm just gonna give him an hour. <laughs> just give him a minute. Let them get it together. Like, what the fuck? Fuck those people. These I, people are scary. Like, uh, all right. Like a few. I don't know if I ever brought it up, but a few months ago, like I hit Brian up at like earliest fuck in the morning, like bum fucking. Like I, I get up. My girlfriend gets up early in the morning, so I get up too. Right. So like six o'clock in the morning. And I try to log on to like Stitcher or SoundCloud <laughs> or something regarding the podcast. Seven in the goddamn morning. Yeah, I'm trying to do something. Well, I started at like six, so I went in my mind being crazy for an hour before I put you into it. And then by the time that I decided I was right, then I went full crazy. And so, so it's like I'm trying to log on to Stitcher or like the, the podcast stuff, and they're saying password invalid. Password. I'm like, what the fuck? Did Brian change the goddamn password? Didn't say shit. What does he think's happening right now? What the fuck? I got I got something to talk to Brian. Oh, shit. 
So I send this like passive aggressive text message like 7 a.m. in the morning. I'm like, hey man, like I thought we were gonna put the um the all of our passwords and stuff on uh, on one document and we're gonna have it on the Google Drive, you know. So I mean, if you were gonna change it, that's gonna be that's fine if you did change it. But why didn't you let me know? I mean, we are partners, you know. Yeah. And they're like, oh well, you know, still haven't responded to me yet, you know. But that's cool. But I mean, I'm just saying, you know, well, well I thought I thought we were past this. You know? <laughs> it's then, just a barrage. I look up to like a barrage. He wakes up, messages. He wakes up like in, in the morning. He's like, what the fuck is this? And then the end. The end result of this story is. He didn't change any of the passwords. All the passwords were the same, and I was putting them in wrong every time. Every time. <laughs> <You know>? so, <laughs> so I had to go back. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. Like, I'm fucking sorry. I'm crazy, man. Yes. I'm putting an extra thing. You know, my favorite part of that story was if I had changed the passwords, yeah. I would have reacted negatively. I would have really? been like, "What the fuck? Fuck you!" <laughs> what? Just tell me what to do. But I didn't change the passwords. Yeah. So I just went like. Man, he's gonna figure that one out later. It's yeah. gonna be funny. <laughs> you would you would have been upset if you would have changed it. Because if I, I changed the password, and I didn't tell you. I would have yeah. felt guilty. Yeah. So I would have been like, ah, fuck, I changed the password. Yeah. Then I, I feel like my reaction would have been like, I mean, yeah, I did. I thought I told you. Sorry, man. We're trying to get past this. I know. My bad. But oh, I would have just been like passive aggressive about that it. That we would have been like at odds. Yeah, at that yeah. Point. Yeah. But I didn't change the passwords. Yeah. So like I just I just I just no, let good. it happen. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because I because I know everything like everything I do for like on that document stays on that document. Yeah. It's just like this is gonna be pretty great in yeah. three hours. Yeah. But I get defensive when I fuck up sometimes and I want to admit that I fuck up. Mm. Like sometimes I forget to upload the podcast at night, so mm. I upload it on Tuesday mornings. Yep. And you'd message me, it's like, yo, where's the podcast? And I'm just and like, like, oh, no, nope, nope, it didn't, it didn't happen. The internet messed up. And I was like, I don't, like I said, I don't question anything yeah. ever. I'm just like, just do it. Like, I don't it's care. It's like, just like, and then the internet went out. And I was just yeah. like, it's seven in the morning and I'm yeah. sitting in bed fucking crying. Yeah. Anyway, I'm neurotic. So uh, this neurotic. weekend, uh, television and movie <laughs> premieres, uh, starting with Tuesday, May the 2nd. <laughs> we got a short week, actually. Um, so the first one is going to be Maria Bamford, Old Baby. Oh, nice. It's a, uh, it's a comedy special. It's going to be on Netflix Tuesday, May the 2nd. Man, that, um, what was that Maria Bamford show that, that came Lady on? Lady Dynamite. Lady Dynamite. Mm. That show, they're going to be getting a season two. Maria Bamford, fuck yeah. Nice. I, I, I'm curious to see her special because I, I, I can't handle the TV format. It just makes me insane. I think you'll, I think you'll like her, uh, her stand-up. Nice. Or maybe you will hate her stand-up. It's, it's we'll in between. You, you can't kind of like her stand up. Either I, you're really gonna like it, or you're absolutely hate it. Because I know how awkward she, like her persona yeah, is. Yeah. So like I don't know if I'm if I dig that or if it yeah. makes me too uncomfortable. That's, that's what they, yeah, yeah. It, it'll be one or the other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with with her. But but the thing is, it's like well, you might like it because you know that it's coming from a real place. Right. Like she's legitimately um, uh, diagnosed with her her illnesses. So mm-hmm. I mean, yes, it's a real place. It's really good. Uh, anyway, um, or it might make you un- more uncomfortable because it is real. It's real place, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like I said, there's not that dissociation of like, well, maybe she's she's putting it on. Nope. nope. It's, it's like, real. no, mental illness. Yeah. I, I hate, like, the thing that gets me about that kind of stuff is like, when I know someone is diagnosed, mm. and then I see myself in them. Yeah. Oh, same. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. It's like, um, there's a term that, like, black people use. Well, I guess any, everybody uses it now. The real recognize real. Right. And that's, it's... The thing is, like, I, I want to take those words away. The blank recognize blank. It's like you can recognize what you understand. Right. You know, so I can recognize myself in other people. You know, I can recognize my past self in other people. Can't recognize my future self in other people. That's why I'm trying to get that gym guy, whatever. You know, <laughs> but, but it's like when, when, whenever you have a characteristic about yourself that's within yourself, you can see it in other people yeah. all the time. Absolutely. You know? But yeah. That's um, why I watch Mark Maron so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, the next thing is going to be, uh, well, and that's, uh, that's Tuesday, May the 2nd. So the day that you're listening to this, that's the day that that Maria Bamford special is out. Yes. Uh, the next thing is going to be Friday, May the 5th. Handsome, a Netflix mystery movie. It's a comedy on Netflix. Netflix mystery? Um, it says it's a Netflix mystery movie. Is that like, you but don't know what the though. movie is? Or like, the movie's a mystery? Oh, <laughs> those words. The word, that, those that's words like very together. shittily <laughs> so it's structured. Well, the, we know what the movie is. Yeah. It's a mystery movie, but it's actually a comedy. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's a movie about a mystery. That, That's a comedy. That is a comedy. All right. Oh, God. I'll, yeah, I'll that, bite Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bite. But it's uh, Jeff Garland writes, directing stars in this comedic mystery about a Los Angeles homicide detective. The cast also includes Natasha Leone, uh, Amy Sedaris, Christine Woods, uh, Steven Weber, or Weber, nice. and uh, Eddie Pepitone, and Leah Rimini. Did you say Jeff Goldblum? Uh, Jeff Garland. Oh, okay. Jeff Garland, um, he was in Kirby Enthusiasm. He was, um, what's the name's best friend? Uh, Larry Davis? Larry Davis' best friend. Okay. Was he the black guy? Um, but, but those the seasons before that. That's okay. uh, J, J.B. Smooth. Um, the white guy. Um, big hair, kind of. Tall guy, kind of stocky. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's Jeff Garland. Nice. He, ha- he had his own podcast about two years ago. That's why I know the name of oh. I, I recognize the podcast name. Oh, okay. well, yeah. if you're you're one of the rare ones that got to listen to it if you did. Because yeah. like, it, it only lasted for like six months. I don't think I listened to it. No. I, just, I just know that he had a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he, for about six months, he had a podcast. And once a week, he had the best A-list Hollywood guests every single week. Yeah. Freaking Lena Dunham. Amy Poehler, fucking like it was just like week after week after week, great guests. And then all of a sudden, after six months, these fucking ass clowns at ABC decide to give Jeff Garland a television show, and they take away my goddamn podcast. What was the television show? Um, frick, it's on ABC. It's like um, he plays like a Jewish dad, and the in the commercials they have um, it's him, a wife, and kids, and they're all dressed up in the same clothes. I have to Google the 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 the, 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 the somethings. The somethings. Yeah, All it's right. about a family, but I want to make a sitcom now. It's yeah. called The Somethings, and in yeah. every episode, they change the cast members of the family. Yeah, but the characters are the exact same. Ooh. So they look they look different every episode, but they're always the same. So like, like how that. interchangeable the sitcom format is. I like that <laughs> a lot. That would like, be a producing nightmare, but it would be so fun to see. It's like Jeannie could be, it's like, so the, the sister, it's like, so it's the same character. So whatever that character plays is that character. So the sister can now be a boy, the next character, the next yeah, episode. Yeah. yeah it's, but, but the it's, name would be the same. Name is the same. So, yeah. It's written the exact same. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. <laughs> I like that a lot. I think, I think that's a fun way to fuck with the, the sitcom format. Even like, even past fucking with it, there's something there that is just like, there's, there's something really there because like say you have a black character that's saying these lines mm-hmm. and the same person you have a white person saying these lines same person yeah no that, person, you wouldn't discriminate w- man the woman every yeah. you know it's like wow yeah I like that I like that I like that solid yeah we can work on it I think we're gonna have to <laughs> unless you ask how you're gonna steal this from us if you if, because if that's what you're thinking <laughs> just replace that whole bit of the podcast with like a solid like 1000 just, hertz tone oh we're, we're just, it's just us going <laughs> <laughs> that's a recall from adaptations ass clowns <laughs> but that's um that's that's handsome a netflix mystery movie a comedy on netflix that'll be friday may the 5th uh the the last thing for uh television is going to be since eight. Oh no that's coming back since eight yeah uh, i couldn't get into it I, it wasn't my bad good. it's yeah, good it's goodish yeah I just, I can't do television, yeah. and I hate it. I watched the whole season and yeah. didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to watch season two, though. Yeah. 
but yeah, Sense Eight. I mean, it's it's good enough. Like the premise is good. It's like you have all, all these human beings and they uh, they share senses. So it's like once once something's happening to one person, then they can understand and feel yeah. it and whatever, and they can know where that person is and yada yada yada. My favorite thing <laughs> about that show is sort of the the, the sex. The various, well, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But the the <laughs> their representations of sexuality, mm-hmm. and then also there's I forgot it, I forgot her last name, but I think it's Amanda Freeman. Okay. Maybe she oh. was in Doctor Who. Mm. And she was the compa- she was the only black companion mm. in the early Doctor Who seasons. Nice. And her name was Martha in Doctor Who, and I Martha. fucking love that lady. Mm. And uh, she's in that show, and yeah. I fucking love watching her. She's great. Hell yeah. That's all I have to say about Sensei. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Sensei, it, it was it was good enough. I mean, decent enough. Just not gonna do another one. Well, not gonna be doing a season two. <laughs> uh, that, is, that is that is one movie in that paper. One movie. Can you guess what that movie is? Oh, maybe uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the motherfucking galaxy. In love. In love with Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's like, I love this movie more than I should, I guess. Like, the movie isn't as good as I love it. Like, right. Like, the, it's, it's like a Rotten Tomatoes gave it like a 90-something. And it's a really good movie. That's how you I know? feel about Deadpool, too. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, but Gu- Guardians was like was directly exactly what I wanted at the time that I wanted. Number one, it's the first movie that me and uh, Tessa, my girlfriend, ever seen in the movie theaters. Oh, nice. Yeah, this, so this is like that's why I had to, we had to rearrange oh, a whole bunch of stuff and everything. That's yeah, cute. Yeah, because I was like it. I was like yeah I'm gonna go see the movie. It's like you're not seeing Guardians without me. This is like, it came out in 2014, our first movie date. So it's like okay, no, we have to go see this together nice. then. But um, but that's but, cute as fuck. Oh yeah. But <laughs> but um, but what 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 endeared what why I'm so endeared by it is. I was pissed off as much as you were and I guess everybody else like around your age about fucking Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I was, they came out like for my generation, like the first one, like the first X-Men, the second X-Men. And for me, that's, there was nothing else before that. So this is good. <laughs> you know, right, this yeah. is good. This is great. And then after, you know, three movies and four movies, five, and then you make all the different Logan movies in the first class and then Apocalypse and all this other stuff. And then I'm, and, and then at this point, I'm just like, this isn't what I was wanting anymore. Nope. This isn't like y'all fucked up the Phoenix saga. Like all oh, that's fucked up. You fucked up the damn Sentinels like stuff. I mean, it's just like there was a lot of shit that's fucked up and I was angry with Marvel. Mm-hmm. So this was my last like ditch effort. Like I had never heard of the Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm like, this is yeah, something. Yeah, no, no, I never heard. <laughs> had never heard. So I'm like, Marvel, this is your last chance because if you <laughs> fuck up right here, I'm just done. You're dead to me. And went to go see it and it was the most fun, like, just enjoyable movie I had seen in so long. I went off comparing it to goddamn Star Wars. After I seen it, I was like, it reminded me of the first time I seen Star Wars. It's fun. It's, it's great. But yeah, it's, it's a really good movie. I love that movie for the same exact reasons. Mm. It, it was just like, it was refreshing. Yeah. And, and the climate where everything had gone stale. Yeah. And Guardians of the Galaxy pulled out and you had charming ass Chris Pratt, Dave yes. Bautista. I forgot the lady's name, but like the cast was just fun. Yeah. And and what was her name? Zoe Saldana. Zoe Saldana. Yeah, and, and uh, Bradley Cooper. Bradley, Bradley. Oh yeah, he's a raccoon. Hell yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Do you know, me me and Tessa were talking about for all right. So Chris Pratt. Yeah. The only thing that we knew him from seven years ago, Parks yeah. and Recreation. Yeah, Parks and Recreation. That is it. He was he was a tall, chubby Andy that was dating. Um, Rashonda Jones. Mm-mm. No, that was her. Nope. You're talking about Rashida Jones. Rashida. Rashida yeah. That's not Rashida Jones. Um, Aubrey Plaza. He was the um. The, you oh, yeah. in the beginning, he was dating Rashida Jones, and he dated Aubrey Plaza. Yes, yes. Yeah. You watch Parks yeah. and Recreation? I watch a bit of that show. Yeah, yeah. he d- he dated he dated uh, Rashida Jones the whole first season. Mm-hmm. Fuck no, me, yeah. you're right. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yes. You know, oh, and, and you know what? I, I was also wrong. Um. <laughs> get, get get his name is Jake 
Gillen Hulenhe. Oh, Gillen Hula, yeah. Gillen Hulahe. Gillen Gohulahe. Jake Gohulahe. Oh, there we go. Gillen Hulahe. Gillen Hulahe. That's the thing. That's the thing. Because, like, I live in a black and white world, and it's like, there's no such thing as. Because when you was like, um. I was, I was like, well, I'm like technically right because everyone in the world calls Jake Gyllenhaal Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Like whenever he's announced for a movie or a television show, it's always Jake Gyllenhaal. But then it was like, no, you're wrong. And then I was like, you know what? Yeah, I am wrong because there's no. I'm not technically right. There's right and there is wrong. Right. Yeah. So he said his name is Jake Gyllenhaalhe. Gyllenhaalhe. guys. That's a fucking thing. So can we can we stick it so that we're the only ones that when we talk about Jake? That we'll call him Yes, Jake Gyllenhaal. But uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, it's a 136-minute runtime. It's an action-adventure science fiction movie. Uh, the rundown is set to the backdrop of awesome mixtape number two. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two continues the team's adventure as they unravel the mystery of Peter Quill's true percentage or parentage. <laughs> Oh, no, no, this, that's what I was talking about, the, uh, the Chris Pratt. So the only thing we really knew him from was uh, Parks and Recreation. Yep. He was uh, the chubby dude, Dayton Rashida Jones, in Aubrey Plaza, later on after that. So his first big, big movie was Lego Movie. Now, he wasn't, you know, pictured in Lego Movie. He just voiced the main character. Was it? I thought Lego Movie came after Gardens. No, 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 Even if it was, that's not going to make my point. But but I'm saying, all right, so you have him from that. So how do you go from taking, let's say Lego Movie wasn't out, let's say Lego Movie's not even a thing. All right. So how do you take someone who the only thing that they're known from, presumably, is Parks and Recreation, a six foot two, 250 pound, frumpy, out of shape guy that has charisma, that has undeniable charisma, but has never sold a blockbuster movie, movie in his life. And you're saying, hey, let me bring you on with Zoe Saldana, who just sold billions of dollars with um, Avatar. Oh, let, 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 me, let me bring you on with Bradley Cooper, who's just been making millions of dollars. American Hustle, oh, like I've everything, shared a lot of movies with everything. Jennifer Lawrence. Let, let me bring you on with Vin Diesel, who's making all kinds of millions of dollars with his Fast and the Furious knockoff shit. You know, he was like, you know what I want to do with you? I want to make you the star above <laughs> all of them. You six foot two, 250 pound frumpy motherfucker, you. So I'm like, what, like how? Of anything, like they took him, transformed his body in a, in a matter of six months and gave him top billing over, because I'm like, at the same time, you could have thought that Bradley Cooper could have played that character and Chris Pratt could have played the raccoon. Right. You know, I mean, I love that Chris Pratt did and I don't want to change it. Yeah. But I'm just saying like the, the, the thinking in it, like whoever cast him and everyone that checked him off as they were going by, like, y'all took a risk that paid off hard That was the core. best casting the session. In the yes. Like, you you launched him, like, and now he, he what he does from here on out, that's that's on him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you, but you launched him into the stratosphere. I think the interesting part about Chris Pratt is that maybe he got that, like, he got that opportunity for Star-Lord mm-hmm. just because purely on how charismatic he is. Of course, yeah. Because that's what they needed for mm-hmm. that character. Yeah. There's no way that character would have worked otherwise. It's a, but you had to take that chance because, like, I mean, it's just... It's a pretty big chance. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, it's like usually with, with those type of movies like that, you have to have some type of track record to show, okay, we're investing $100 million. Who is, who's able to get us $100 million back? Right. You know, and he's he has nothing that say, says that he can besides his charisma. You know, and... It's like, this is trying. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I want to give you a fucking gold medal for you know whoever, everyone that was involved that did that. I mean that that signed Chris Powder for that. So I'm excited for that fucking movie. Hell it's yeah. gonna be lit. Yes, it is. Um. Anyway, I think that's it for today, right? Oh yeah. Cool. You can find us on Google Play Music, iTunes Podcast App, Stitcher, and SoundCloud under the name for film's sake. You can find us on Facebook at the 
at the FFS Podcast. Mm. And you can find us on Twitter at underscore FFS Podcast. Hey, hey. And uh, hit us up, talk to us. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back here next week. Yeah. Woo.